Sanchez captures his first late model stock car victory. Kevin Light gets to keep the trophy this week at Hickory Motor Speedway. Peyton Sellers victorious in the first leg of the Triple Crown at South Boston Speedway. This is your race weekend wrap-up on Race22.com. Friday night, June 29th, Justin Carroll won the 75-lapper at A Speedway with nine late-model stock cars. Ryan Millington finished second, R.D. Smith finished third. Southside Speedway had 13 late-model stock cars. Eddie Johnson raced to victory, second with Justin Martz, and third was Chris Johnson. Kingsport Speedway had 13 late model stock cars in the pits. Ronnie McCarty took the top spot. Zeke Shell was second. Wayne Hale was third. Track announcer Will Bellamy caught up with the race winner and asked him about his teammate racing with him and asked him about those late restarts. I was like, well, you know, anytime you get a caution around here, it, it can get a little hairy up off the green flag, so um, I just kept on my toes and fought my way back out in the lead and kept on going. Does it feel good to have a teammate? Does that help you? Yeah, I mean, I like, uh, Lance is a good worker, and we really appreciate everything he's done for us. He He's a good driver, too, and we're really working to get that car right for him so he can get up there in the podium with us. Wake County Speedway, Clay Jones won twin features at the Bull Ring. 14 limited late models were at Anderson Motor Speedway Friday night. John Gallman continued his winning ways, winning the feature there. Chris Whitman finished second. Billy Brown finished third. Saturday night, June 29th. Bowman Gray had twin features for the Modifieds. Tim Brown and Burt Myers picking up victories in the Modified divisions. Dylan Ward won the Sportsman 100 feature. Eight late model stock cars were at East Carolina. Lewis White got the victory there. Thomas Burbage finished second, and Wesley Johnson finished third. Southern National Motorsports Park had 11 limited late models. Racing Saturday night under the lights for the twin features, Mike Darn won feature number one, and Boo Boo Dalton for the first time hit victory lane at Southern National Motorsports Park. He was victorious in feature number two. The first leg of the Triple Crown for the late model stock cars of Virginia was held at the South Boston Speedway Saturday night with 31 late model stock cars in the pits. Philip Morse would set fast time in qualifying but would end up finishing 23rd. Race22.com's very own Langley Austin spoke with the top three after the race concluded. Trey Cruz finished third. Man, we was just going for it, you know, it's the biggest race of the year, and uh, it's coming down with 10 laps to go, man, we was going for all we had, we'd come from the rear, there's a lot of a car up, and uh, had a flat rear tire, and uh, had to change that, and just, uh, my guys worked hard all, all yesterday, today, and uh, had an awesome car right here for the end, and just didn't have quite enough, uh, burning our stuff up, coming back through there, but uh, hats off to everybody, you know, good hard racing. Lee Pulliam finished second. Wasn't exactly a happy camper in the pits, knowing he had the car that could win. Uh, we had the best car all race long. I mean, aggravating right now. I don't know, man. I run. Everybody would respect all year. Had my back tires off the ground for two laps there and let him get away. So, uh, but you know, hey, I ain't got really a budget, so we race like it every week if we need to. So whatever, man. I, I don't know. I just try to race people the way they race me. And, 
know, I don't mind racing hard, and I know he was trying to win the race, but God knows, man. Sometimes when you're a third-place car, you need time to pick and choose your battles. And hard racing, but just aggravated, man, because that, that one was ours. That This thing was on a rail, and probably one of the best cars I ever had and gave it away. Trey said that uh, he thought he could make it, uh, you know, an opportunity for him to win. Yeah, I mean, I can make an opportunity to win every week, too, you know. I mean, all of us can, but that's what it is, you know. Uh, I wanted to move Peyton on the last lap there, but the way I was going to hit him, I was going to just wreck him and didn't want to do that. You know, we got raced all year long, but it sucks. Race winner Peyton Sellers was thankful for clean racing from Lee Pulliam. Well, we just had just enough car at the end. Lee Pulliam was the best car there at the last 20 or 30 laps, but he didn't go on that restart good. We got a good little lead out, and he come back strong, and I knew he would. But, um, man, this is a race of attrition tonight. We kind of hung around eighth place all night. Never could get track position until the last restart. So here we go with 15 to 20 to go, and we're sitting second. It's time to, time to go. So uh, he ran me clean at the end. He could have drove through there and took us out, but he didn't. And... Uh, that's what racing's all about. These races are hard to come by, and uh, man, it's Clarence's Steakhouse. Down with Toyota car was just, you know, strong when it needed to be tonight. Well, we had a good clean battle last week for the win, and uh, he won that one, so respect come back home, and I appreciate that. So uh, it's been some good clean racing here in South Boston the last, you know, month or two, and uh, this is the kind of racing the fans want to see. Myrtle Beach Speedway once again packed the pits with 26 late models Saturday evening for twin features. Race22.com's Andy Marquis was on hand to chat with race number one winner and four-time track champion Sam Yarborough. Yeah, uh, really good weekend for us. Uh, we walked away with the pole, win in a second. Um, needed just a little bit more there in that second race. The right rear tire was just really hard after it cooled off. and uh, It's one of those things with these F45s, man. They get hot and they cool off and they change drastically. But the tire depth, the tread on the tire was fine. It's just... Um, like I said, they just get hot and they cool off and they sit for a while and they just they just get really hard and it just didn't work for us tonight. But, uh, we're pleased with the evening. We'll try to move forward and make some adjustments and uh, see what we can do for the rest of the year. Nick Sanchez won race number two, which was his very first career late model stock car victory. Yeah, it still feels unreal. We've come way too close this year. You know, I think six top three finishes. We just had wins taken away in the worst ways and the win one to seal the deal is finally it feels unreal just finally sealing the deal and uh, you know just having confidence in me winning you know i haven't won <laughs> i haven't won in a couple of years and this just feels amazing just boost my confidence level times a thousand um. 14 late model stock cars were on the grounds for the twin 50 lap races at the hickory motor speedway there was plenty of sparks excitement and fantastic racing for sure Race number one saw the drivers mind their P's and Q's a little bit more. Vince Midas led the race to the green, but didn't lead the first lap as the top lane seemed to be faster. Taylor Gray would lead the first lap. Midas would finally get his turn at the front, taking the lead on a restart from the top lane. At the end of the first 50 laps, Chris Husband would finish third. Yeah, when they dropped the green flag, we was a little bit snug there, so I just kind of rode on the bottom. Couldn't really make up any ground, but they had a caution with three or four laps in, and it put us on the outside, so we was able to roll the outside and pick up a couple spots there. Uh, but as the race went on, we made it up to second, and just got real free getting off, and the two car ended up getting by us with about 10 to go. Yeah, the outside groove was definitely, I think, the best it's been all year. Uh, you was able to actually pass people, where before, if you got on the outside, you was getting freight trained. Landon Huffman would finish second. That wasn't bad. I mean, when you play this twin deal, it's you go to the front as hard as you can and kind of see where you shake out and if you got a chance to win it. But 
I thought tight the whole race. I mean, I think Daniel was pretty good from the get-go. Actually rolled the top there at the beginning, and I felt like that was going to be pretty good. I thought I you know, was going to take the lead there on the top for a minute. Finally shuffled in, like I said, just too tight. But I let the car come to me and uh, let them guys burn their stuff up a little bit. So um, all in all, it was a good race. Finished second here the last time we came out. So uh, drove from last to six in the second one. So we'll see what we do in this next one. Austin McDaniel was the winner in race number one. Yeah, I mean, uh, I knew right from the green flag we were going to be really good. Um, the third, the leader was kind of holding us up a little bit, and I thought about making it three wide a couple times, but keeping in mind it's still a 50-lap, you know, long race. But uh, once we uh, restarted second, I mean, kind of, I really liked the top, and I was able to drive right around him on the top and uh, kind of check out a little bit. But uh, I hope I saved enough for the next race. Uh, we'll be coming from 10th, so we got a, you know, couple cars to pick up. But uh, I don't know. We'll see how it goes, and uh, hopefully we'll be in uh, victory lane again. It's definitely sweet. It's been about uh, two years since we've been here, but uh, unfortunately we lost we lost our you know our crew chief uh, two months ago, and uh, the, the guy that we've uh, brought on board to help us out has, has done a really good job. But this is definitely for my uh, you know my crew chief uh, outlaw, and uh, said he was definitely there riding with us tonight. Now the NASCAR mandatory redraw would be a ten car invert. Now. Late model stock car race number two. Manners, not so much. Somewhere along the line, there's a rift started between Drew Dollar and Vince Midas. I did see Midas doing his best impression of Kyle Larson's slide job through the high side of one and two with Dollar in the middle. I did see them both pay each other back, and then it got personal. Now, after the race, I caught up with Drew Dollar, and I asked him about the beating and banging with Midas. We had one car who was up top, um, started to come down. I couldn't really turn because I had a guy underneath me just trying to make it to the turn. I was trying to pull out, but um, anyway, we had contact with him during there. I think that's kind of what started the whole deal, I guess, with the 14 it was. Um, and they were all, you know, it was just a really rough race wrecking each other the whole time. I'm just trying to stay smart because I'm not going to gain anything from racing those guys like that. But um, anyway, he, he, he his car didn't have as much damage. He got under me. He's passing me clean. You know, he tried. He tried to wreck me pretty bad going into three one time. But you know, I just figured the best way to do it back is just pass him clean. So um, we ended up in front of him. He passed us clean off the. We're coming down the back stretch and then going into three. I just lifted, got on the brake, and just tried to cross him back over. And my hood was already all bent up from a caution earlier that I had to couldn't get on the brakes quick enough. We didn't see the spin, but. Um, but I, didn't, I couldn't really see where my right front was, and I just barely got into his left rear and got hooked and trying to turn off of him. Honestly, I'd tell you all if I was trying to wreck somebody, and I'd tell you all the truth. I, I was just trying to pass him clean. I know that's the best way to do it, but probably just should have let him go. Probably not the smartest thing to race somebody that you know is really trying to get after you. Yeah, we just decided to park it there at the end. I gave Vince Midas a chance to share his side of the story. I asked him what got it started. I have no idea. I, I just made it three wide. I, I guess he took it the wrong way. I was trying to get up there as fast as I can. I, I raced him as clean as I could, and he was just pinching me down. I went all the way on the, the bottom and uh, three and four. And then he wanted to just be like that. I, I have no idea why. So it it's just it's ridiculous. People who have an unlimited budget think they can do anything. I'm not really a dirty racer, so that was the first that, that was the first time I've ever tried to sp spin someone out or wreck him. So. I hope he, 
I hope he understood what how I felt about it, but him coming back at me again, uh, I don't. I think that's unacceptable after what he did to me. So, hopefully in the future this never happens again. But if it does, I'm gonna race you out your race. Well, uh, he decided to make it, uh, try to dump me, and there was nowhere for me to go, so I was sideways. And the the way these cars are, if you let off, the, the, the tires go the other way, so I would have went probably right. So I just stayed in it and saved it. I was. I was lucky enough I didn't go on the wall. I thought I was going to go on the wall, but I just saved it like it, like I was on a dirt track. So I, I hope the fans enjoyed it. <laughs> the unfortunate victim, Dylan Hauser, who got collected when Midas careened off of Dollar as they came off a of turn four in one of the, the incidents uh, through race number two. Drew Dollar turned me around in the first race. I gave him a little shot over in four and... He took the easy way out, and he just decided he'd lock the brakes up on me. And I don't know, I guess that's what you get when you probably pay $20,000, $30,000 rent these race cars. He sucked in K&N, he sucks in ARCA, and undoubtedly he can't get the job done here either. Now after all that got settled, Austin McDaniel and the trophy man, Kevin Light, put on a classic show for the fans, racing side-by-side, -side, tooth and nail, for the final 10, 15 circuits or so to the checkered flag. Taylor Gray finished third. I just uh, kind of struggled the uh, first race. Second race, uh, kind of got our race car under control. Um, just struggled with being a little tight on exit. Uh, came in in the pits. Uh, did stuff with the right rear track bar. Um, got it fixed and kind of just ran my race in third. You know, uh, saw the two leaders battling out and just kind of hoping they would get into each other. Maybe I could pass for second or first. Uh, but overall, we had a decent night here at Hickory Motor Speedway. Uh, good momentum coming here next week again, and uh, just kind of practicing for the cars to race for the throwback. Austin McDaniel made contact with Kevin Light. Kevin Light went spinning in front of McDaniel across the line first, so Austin McDaniel finished second in race number two. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, I wish I could do probably the last 10 laps over. I was a little bit too nice, but I was also kind of on edge too, so any, you know, any contact I would have made with him, would have really messed me up, but uh, uh, it was a good race. He ran me really clean, um, so I tried to you know run him as clean as possible too. But it was a good night. We started uh, tenth in the second race and drove all the way up through the lead and kind of pulled away. And then we kept having caution after caution, and then he ended up getting around us on a restart. But uh, I think if we could have gone green um, at the beginning of the race, we probably could have drove away and probably had us uh, be sitting in the victory lane for the second time tonight. But uh, second's not bad and uh, pretty good average for the night. So uh, we'll come back in a few weeks and go at it again. I asked Austin about that contact with uh, Kevin Light. Yeah, he had been getting free um, pretty much the whole race and sliding all over the place. And um, I laid into him, just rubbed him a little bit coming up off, and then we ended up getting together a little bit harder. And uh, he kind of spun out. Unfortunately, when he spun out, he spun out in front of me instead of like beside me to where I could have got around him and ended up winning. But uh, kind of ended up pushing him across the finish line, unfortunately. And uh, But uh, congrats to him. Like I said, he ran me really clean, and we had a good battle for probably all, all but 40, 50 laps. So, uh, Second's not too bad, just wish we could have, uh, you know, capped off the night with a win. Kevin, the trophy man light. He is your winner in race number two. We was determined tonight, you know, we had a little mishap there in the first race, and, uh, you know, Austin was definitely, he had a better race car tonight. We just, uh, we was determined, and uh, I was just too loose in. I, I couldn't, I couldn't hold on the bottom, and I feel like he couldn't get past me on the top, but, you know, I was having to work for it all the hard there, and, uh, you know, we just had it was a great race. I mean, me and him, we touched a couple times getting into three, um, but 
really never touched until we started coming to the line here. And you know, it's part of it, it is what it is. So you'll uh, go home, fix it, and um, be back in a few weeks. Talk about later through the race, man, you guys race tooth and nail. In the seat, you're determined to win, but as a driver, racing for the lead like that, it's gotta be a blast. It was, it was a whole lot of fun, and, and I just couldn't hold the bottom, man. It was, I could not do it. I didn't slow down so much, and, and I was afraid he was gonna turn me around, you know, because I was having to park so much. You know, I was having to drive in so straight, because it was loose in, and I couldn't do it. And I finally just started rolling around the top, and it was working for me pretty good. Um, and honestly, it kind of brought back the old hickory to me uh, when Andy Loden used to do it, do me down here years ago. Um, boy, he used to wear me out on the top, and uh, it was it was hard to learn. And you know, we probably thank Andy for this one a whole lot, honestly, because uh, you know I, I, I did learn a few things back in the day on that, and, and kind of put it to to use tonight. What's this win mean to you? You had a lot of fans here, lots of folks, lots of fans. I hear them rooting for you. What's this mean to you? Well, it means a lot. I mean, I, you know, I'm glad that I'm bringing excitement back to Hickory. Um, just like I told the, you know, the announcer a minute ago, this is a whole lot too much. This is way too much work to be doing all this. So, uh, you know, hopefully we can get it settled down here a little bit. And, uh, you know, it's like I say, it was an awesome race, clean race, all the way coming to the checkered there. And, it, you know, it's just, hey, it's hard, hard racing at Hickory Speedway, and that's what it's all about. You know, the contact right before the strike, what do you uh, say to um, Austin? I just went over and told him thanks for racing me clean. And, uh, you know, I just, hey, we're coming to the checkered, man. We're going to do what we got to do. That's it for this episode of Race Weekend Wrap-Up on Race22.com. Until next week, we'll see you at the races.